Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Real Good Show, episode number 66, an episode that might go down as one of the greatest of all time if it weren't so injury-prone and had cancer. Justin Morissette <laughs> with you once again, and with me, as always, is... What was, the, what was that reference? Mario Lemieux. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, so, okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Obviously. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't like Mario Lemieux, so I'm fine with that comment. Well, I mean, he's still one of the greatest of all time. He's just not the greatest of all time because he didn't play enough games. D- he had D- Hodgkins. Yeah, Hodgkins lymphoma. Yeah, yeah. not non-Hodgkins. Or sorry, yeah. That's, no, that's my favorite uh, Kirby enthusiasm bit, or it's an underrated Kirby enthusiasm bit. When Larry's like, "Which one's the good one?" Like, there's one of those is like the good one to have. Is I think it he, non-Hodgkins or Hodgkins. I think he had non-Hodgkins, maybe. Yeah. Well, he came back. I remember his first game back against the Leafs. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Destroyed him. Uh, I'm Stefan Heck. John Cullen. Boys, welcome to a uh, real good show. <laughs> Just tried. I want. I wanted to kind of like try something different. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. To introduce the program. Yeah, I'm not going to do it again. All right. Well, I I think I did it earlier. I'm not sure. We're yeah. Regardless. Well, yeah. I think you said yeah. Like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to real good show. Oh, I guess you did. This yeah. this could I mean, I go think down. That's like the first thing that yeah. you say. I think. Yeah. But this could go down as one of the best episodes of all time. So I feel like that introduction is not out of place. Yeah, well, con- you never considering know. the guest we have lined up for today. Yeah, and yeah. given that people can read the episode description before they press play to see, <laughs> yes, to play the episode. And given that you now know, I was lying about uh, American Pharaoh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that took me a week to figure <laughs> out. Yeah, way too long. Um, I can't believe you didn't Google it even while it was happening. Yeah. Well, I can't. No, I can't believe you believe me. Like it's yeah. even for a second. How like did there's? I'm assuming there's a point where you're like, okay, no, there he's was fucking a, with me. Yeah, there was a part of me that was like, there's. I mean, when you first started telling it, I was like, he's just fucking around, obviously, because I gave you the perfect opportunity for it. You did. There's um, an opening, and I went for but it. But you seemed so genuine, like you weren't. Okay, but in the olden point in olden times, I would have been uh, a bard. Weaving tales from uh, days of old. I guess it wouldn't be days of old back then. It'd be days. But I'd be uh, barding it up, and people would be like, barding I, it I up. believe that guy. Well, he looks trustworthy. I thought you did a good job. Like, if I didn't know that it was a lie, I would have believed you up until the part where you said that they put a wreath around Kyle Schwarber's neck like he was American <laughs> Well, I knew that that was a joke. Oh, okay. I knew that he was kidding <laughs> And that they fed that him part. sugar cubes. <laughs> 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 I was like, well, that can't be... Because I thought, okay, this will be... But see, I thought those were jokes, obviously, but based on a serious Based premise. on like a horrible event. That yeah. Happened. Exactly. Because I thought, like... Because I thought, okay, this will be funny if we... Like, if we say that it was part of the Cubs pregame ceremony, because that seems believable. Like, that's like a believable addition that they would have, like, a ceremony for the horse. Yeah, the or most like, famous horse in the world. Or just, like, an acknowledgement. Uh, is he the most way. famous horse in the world? 
Um, I mean, I don't know that right now. Past, like, are there like well, sea biscuit or, or secretary? No, but they're yeah. dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, a living the most horse. famous horse in the world. Alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Right. What about? Uh, the, the well, hor- it's either that or Ann Coulter. Am I right? <laughs> I was gonna say uh, <laughs> the horse that uh, killed Mr. Hands. You ever see the Mr. Hands video? No. No. Oh, this guy. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Got his perforated uh, colon. Yeah, yeah. I've heard about this. The horse fucked him. Yeah. What? He 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 made like a horse porn video and then he died after. There's afterwards. probably a Wikipedia. No. I know you, there's no I'm not going to we're, we're not, not going to make you watch it. Yeah. Christ. You don't have to watch it. You better not. Uh the Enumclaw horse sex case is the Wikipedia article. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, remember that time when we said this might be the best episode of all time? <laughs> Only took us four minutes to start talking about During horse sex. a July 2005 sex act, videotaped by a friend, Kenneth Pinion of uh, Gig Harbor. Oh, he was a Boeing engineer. So he had a pretty ballin' job there. He was yeah. in uh, Washington State. Uh, he suffered a perforated colon uh, from receptive anal intercourse with a stallion and later died of his injuries. Uh, I didn't realize it was wait, so... Wait, how do you get the horse to... To fuck you. Very carefully. <laughs> well, obviously, in this case, he did not. Yeah, not carefully enough. Um, well, there's a documentary about him called Zoo. Uh, nope. Pass. I would have called it uh, Fucked by a Horse. Yeah. To death. He uh, died as he it, lived. Colon. Oh, colon, I guess, yeah. yeah. He died as he lived. <laughs> Getting fucked by maybe a Maybe semicolon. Or maybe that's the title of it. What's his name? Ken- Kenneth? Kenneth Pinion. Kenneth Pinion. Colon perforated the incident occurred at a 40 okay this is like the most wikipedia thing ever like no one needs to know this the incident occurred at a 40 acre in brackets 16 hectare farm oh okay oh okay glad i got the how big how big exactly was the farm where the guy got fucked to death by a horse oh 16 hectares (laughs) uh can you you tell it to me in uh, in hectares i don't understand (laughs) acres as a measurement Uh, opinion on a man named james michael tate who lived in a trailer next to the farm plus another unidentified man often visited the farm to engage in sexual intercourse with the horses inside. Prosecutors later... I'm reading this whole thing, by the way. Prosecutors later determined that the horse had not been injured by being forced to engage in sex in this manner. Well, that's good. The horse was fine. So the horse was fine. The horse was fine. Okay. Uh, According to the medical examiner's office, Pinion died of acute peritonitis due to perforation of the colon, and the death was ruled accidental. Uh, Really... Like, was that an accident? I don't think it was. I mean, I, I mean, I guess he wasn't trying to kill Because, again, himself. you would have to train a horse to fuck. Like, it wouldn't just fuck a human naturally, I wouldn't think. Yeah. Does it? I want to see I'm very if it's... curious to know who the third unidentified man is. Yeah, have they not identified like, him I bet point? it's like I bet it's like Paul Allen. <laughs> like, he just paid the money to keep it hush-hush. They were like, yeah, there was a third man there, but he's not important, and we'll never name him for any reason. He was go ahead and say it's not Paul. He Allen. was anonymous, anonymously dropped off at a community hospital, so they just like dumped him out of the car. <laughs> oh my god! They put him in a basket. I I don't know. It sounds like they just threw him on the sidewalk. Was he dead at that point, or was he just he was, bleeding out of his butt? It says he was found dead in the emergency room. My God. I mean, out of all the places to be found dead, that's probably not like the worst well, one. Well, it's convenient yeah. for the hospital. Uh, the man who brought Pinion into the hospital had disappeared by the time hospital staff came to contact him. So maybe that was the... Un- who is... I think... You know what? We There's an unidentified uh, pooper out there <laughs> in Akron. And when did that start up? When did the Akron pooper start up? I'm I have look no idea. Akron and Tom at the live pooper. show said that that had been going on for years. generations. Yeah, like 18 years or something. Well, let's see how long. Because if it started after 2005... 
Okay, since 2012. So it's possible that Tom, the same ver- that Tom. is the third man <laughs> in the Mr. Hands case. <laughs> and uh, do you guys hear him denying it right now? No, I don't. And do our, do our listeners hear him denying it right now? I mean, I know Tom is vociferously like hitting the radio or whatever he's listening to. Yeah. I'm not the horse guy. He did make a great uh, denial video in our Facebook group recently. Right, but why would you make a, why would you make a denial video if you didn't have anything to hide? Yeah, exactly. It's true. So yeah, it's spoken like a true person who is guilty by just making a video proclaiming innocence. Get us off the scent because we're too close to the truth. <laughs> yeah, get us off the scent of the poop. So the cops <laughs> seized. This is kind of impressive at this point. Hundreds of hours of videotapes of men engaging in receptive anal sex with horses. Hundreds of hours. Jesus. I how, like how long do horses normally last? Yeah. Is question number one. Well, it'd be multiple. It'd be different horses. Question, question number, number two, two is like DVDs were around in 2005. I'm pretty sure. Weren't they? Were they not? Why don't you put uh, these on, they drew on the a line. disc? Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm not spending the time Old converting school. these from tapes to DVDs. Well, yeah, they didn't want to like take it into one of those conversion businesses. <laughs> I think there is a, I think I think there is the video of him dying. Anyway, we don't have to watch that, obviously. Yeah, I think it does exist. That's the Mr. Hands death horse fuck video. Um sports though. <laughs> I mean happening. holy I just <laughs> Werner Herzog in Grizzly Man being like, promise me you will never watch this. Just popped into my head. Horsey man. <laughs> that, this is like, a, this should be a Werner Herzog documentary. Yeah. I mean, who made the movie? Because you said there was a movie, right? I think they would mention it, it, Werner Herzog. I don't if, th- if I'm not was. saying it was him, but yeah. was it somebody? Like uh, a, a known person who made other acclaimed films? No, you you know how you can tell because uh, he's got like an underlined name in the Wikipedia article for but it, it goes but it's nowhere. red. Yeah. It says page does not exist. Yeah. So I don't know. Great uh, movie poster though. It's pretty scary. I, I'm glad that we are not doing an IMDb message board dive into this one. It's a horse, and then the Speaking reflection of, of the horse's eye. Uh, you can see a naked man. <laughs> And the okay, tagline so for the movie, it's, it's Zoo. <laughs> it's like, we are not who we appear to it's be. It's like Nathan Fielder's Instagram when he was on that run of trying to... Uh, oh, getting <laughs> reflections and like images of like old <laughs> naked old men in yes. like a spoon or something. Or like, exactly, yeah, exactly. In his sunglasses, yeah. Absolutely. Well, this won some awards, Zoo. Weird. A look at the life of an Enumclaw Washington man who died as a result of an unusual encounter with a horse. So, so wait, was this a documentary? No. Yes. Oh, okay. Had to have been. But it says there's someone that played Mr. Hands. Uh, dramatic recreation, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, John They did, John like, an Paulson? America's Most Wanted recreation <laughs> of, like, the horse thing. Man, that's a tough gig to get. With two people playing the horse. Oh, my God. You can't even, you can't even make this up. Guess how, much, guess how much money the movie grossed. 69000 <laughs> Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. Oh, user reviews. Uh, this is pretty uh, great. Eerily beautiful. Uh, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah, this is what the review says. Eerily beautiful. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not reading that, but <laughs> no. Okay. Fuck. This, <laughs> okay. This is. You know what it's about? It's about like man's, it's, it's man versus animal or animal versus man. <laughs> I guess animal versus man. So th- this and. <laughs> No, but I mean, it's it's you know it's, it is like Werner Herzog style where it's about like the darkness 
of of combating nature of humanity. Okay, this is from a guy getting plowed by a horse. This is from Tafcam08. The title of this message board post is "No Pain." Seriously, I just got this today, and I heard one of the guys say it's no pain. Seriously, wow. As far as Mr. Hands, I can't imagine how that would not be painful. I guess maybe he was the only one who allowed the horse to perform anal sex on him. By no pain, am I to assume the other guys in that group were performing sex on the horses? Either way, weird. Tafcam, I will tell you right now, having read the Wikipedia page, uh, it only mentions receptive anal sex. Right. And then so Walls28 responds, no pain? Come on, horses' penis are pretty big for human ass, so I think it's very (laughs) painful. (laughs) Well, he spelled think with a G. Yeah. So, so I think it's very painful. <laughs> I think it's very painful. And then Snooze Alarm says, no pain, no gain. Yeah. So uh, uh, I have a feeling people are going to, right someone's going to pay $100 to make us watch this documentary. Possibly. No. Uh, no. No. Possibly. Absolutely. But of course. <laughs> well, the more you say no, the more likely it is that it's oh going to happen. In a segue that I'm oh, sure. Oh, man. This is great, too. <laughs> <laughs> just saw the title. The of title of this thread. post is unbelievable. From user Hope is now gone. The title of the post is Anyone ever met anyone that does this? <laughs> <laughs> I find it hard to believe that a girl would actually do this. Anyone ever met any that did? And then K Zombie One replies, "Yes, I have met some of them. By the way, Mr. Hands wasn't a girl." Uh, and then bloated Lil Connor says, no, he wasn't a girl, but there's at least one very enthusiastic female fan interviewed in the movie. Makes for some great sound bites. <laughs> I just realized that our, oh my God. our guest is going to be promoting this episode this on is un- Twitter. This account. is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I, this whole, by the way, this thread is 10 pages long. I have known many people that have done this sort of thing, both male and female. A male friend of mine actually married his horse in Missouri. <laughs> girls get into dogs and horses in a sexual way a lot more than most people think male animals cannot be abused sexually by women either unless a woman uses a strap on men on the other hand pose a problem when it comes to sex though most mares are dangerous to sexually assault since they can kill you with a kick in the balls then someone (laughs) replies you've known many people that are into this many where do you meet them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, Missouri, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay, this is 10 pages long, so we're going to be here a while. Um, oh, my God. This is so crazy. Well, we can yeah. probably move on well, to thank yeah, yeah, our yeah. Patreon donors. Yeah, but before yeah. we do that, in a segue that I'm sure will <laughs> not be appreciated by our oh presenting sponsor. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, someone wrote... About uh, about zoophilia and consent uh, and stuff. Uh, uh, <laughs> so they're whole, they had this really long post, but they're just like, there's the question of consent. Anything beyond playful stroking, etc., might potentially harm the animal because an animal can't give outright consent. This is where it becomes abuse. Then here comes K Zombie running in again. Let me just ask this about consent. For example, let's say you want to have sex with a foreigner who doesn't understand your language and you don't understand their language. How do you communicate and finally have sex? Body language, is that right? Now animals, not talking about birds and fishes, but mammals, have body language too. So animals can consent. So the other topic is, do you read the body language right or not? But that's another topic. 
That is another topic. Speaking of other topics. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. It's time for a segue that our presenting sponsor might not appreciate. But Zoo, of course, is a film. And if you were to go see it in the theater, not that many people did, but $69,000 enough oh my God. certainly did or if you wanted to go see no. a, a horse show yes you might need to buy a ticket yes <laughs> unfortunately on uh, this uh, service you, you buy the seats you cannot buy a ticket uh, to the movies but yeah. if you're going to go to a horse show uh not this kind of horse show but certainly uh you know equestrian event or like isn't there there's like that Cirque du Soleil thing with horses sort of yeah uh, uh where the horses are like dancing oh my do... god yeah uh <laughs> oh my fucking god <laughs> okay we'll come back to that later john uh but uh yes if you wanted to go to any such events or a sporting event or a concert perhaps you would need to buy a ticket and the best place to do that is SeatGeek. Yes, the SeatGeek mobile app or SeatGeek.com. Why is it better than the competitor, Stefan? Well, it's a ticket uh, aggregator. Yes. So you're going to get the best prices, and they also have a special... Uh, way of showing you the best deal, the best bang for your buck, yeah, so to speak. a deal score yes. rating to find out yeah. uh, the best value, the, yeah. tr- the most undervalued seats in the house. Exactly. So it's not, a, it's not as simple as, you know, okay, this is the cheapest seat available. It's like, well, this seat is $15, this seat's $25, oh but the $25 seat is way better value. Absolutely. So it's a great system they got going over there Ab- at SeatGeek. Absolutely, and you can only find that sort of thing on SeatGeek and the SeatGeek mobile app. And, of course, you can only get $20 off your first purchase if you use our promo code REALGOOD under the settings tab on the app, and I believe at checkout if you use the website. Um, so, yeah, head on over to SeatGeek. They love us. We love them. They John, do you have anything to say about SeatGeek? Our sponsor throughout They're great. the entire NHL season. So we'll be telling you for months and months uh, about how you can buy tickets through them. And you should do it. You should use them. Why should you use them over the competitor, Stefan? Oh, my God. No hidden fees. Yes. Sorry, John is... Uh, His message board is <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I'm learning so much about people that fuck animals. But <laughs> 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 unlike <laughs> StubHub, SeatGeek is not owned... By Ticketmaster. No. Like those and bastards over at StubHub. There's a lot of bad stuff going on with StubHub. Um, you, I did a bit of research into them. Yeah, you I mean, they're, they're owned by Ticketmaster, yes. first of all, which is like, that's a scam that's in and of itself. As shady as it gets. Um, I don't know if uh, you guys knew this, but there's a lot of Nazi stuff going around in the news right now. Uh, StubHub sold tickets to uh, Hitler's rallies in Nazi Germany in the, in the 40s. There was an app back then. <laughs> You can edit this out if you want. No, this is staying in. And we're sending this to the StubHub guys? Uh, No, the SeatGeek people. Right. Well, no, we're sending the StubHub guys (laughs) to just show them what we think of those bastards (laughs) over at StubHub. Uh, Yeah, so the SeatGeek mobile app. This is a disaster. $20 off your first purchase if you use the promo code REALGOOD. Pick up cheap tickets to a hockey game. Uh, You know, the Vancouver Canucks currently are terrible. They're really, really bad, which means you can get tickets for so cheap that if you've never used SeatGeek before, they will pay you to go to the game. Yeah. Because tickets are available for as low as $13, if Use it for concerts as well. Yeah, I did Uh, that. If there's uh, a hot new artist coming to town that you want to see, and maybe Ticketmaster sold out immediately because they're a bunch of scam artists, and StubHub doesn't have any good prices, you know where to go. Well, just go to SeatGeek first. Ignore those first two. But SeatGeek is the best. Use the app. 
and use the promo code REALGOOD for $20 off your first purchase. Is that all caps, REALGOOD? Yeah. Does it, it make a difference? Doesn't matter. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And with that, uh, John, are you okay over there? This is nuts. Will you ever be the same? No. <laughs> I just can't. I mean, I was not expecting this. I thought we'd come on the message board. It would just be like, this is a full-on legitimate debate amongst people who do have sex with animals and people who don't on the IMDb message board for this movie. And it is not good. It's not great. <laughs> Or good. It's, in fact, very bad. I would not recommend reading this. Uh, it was just, uh, oh, man, it's something else. Yeah. I, it, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, yeah. This one. Okay. This one's pretty funny. <laughs> this is the one that sets it all up. This is the one that sets up the debate because everyone keeps saying, I know people. And then this is like the first one that admits that they do it. That they are the person. Yeah. Uh, sorry for not writing back in response. I'm actually very busy working on a new book and caring for my family. I have firsthand knowledge of the subject because I used to be involved in it. When I was 15, I had my first sexual encounter with a mare that was given to me. Ooh. I spent a year with her, working with her every day, and spent a lot of time brushing her and caring for her when I started feeling love for her. Then on my birthday, which she shared with me, I decided to take my relationship to the next level, and she let me. When I was 21, I met a human girl, and she told me I had to give up my relationship with my horse, and so I did, and then I had a kid when I was 26. I do miss her, but I know she has a great home. I'd like to have sex with the mayor, too. Gregor Robertson, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and then it, that, so that's on the second page, and then it just goes from there. And there's like eight more pages? Oh, yeah, eight more pages. It's like some people saying they have had sex with animals, other people being like, you're crazy, talking about when they were like little kid. It's just, oh, man, it's a bad. It's more than I ever needed or wanted to know, and I, I don't even know how we got here. This me reading that thread was John watches a thing. You guys can attest. Yeah, to that. that yeah. yeah, I was having a lot of difficulty you were reading that. trouble, <laughs> and that was my bad for bringing it up. And I don't know That's what. Okay. How do we get onto it again? I don't. You we something about the movies too. Mr. Hands came up. I, yeah. I don't know. Oh, oh boy. Regardless, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, we're, really I mean, we're talking about famous horses. That's oh, what it was. yes, that's what it was. Right. Yeah, yeah. They don't even name the horse in the wiki. This was a waste of time. Yeah, it's this fine. Was a huge waste of time. <laughs> Yeah, 20 minutes. Uh, well, should we thank our Patreon? Do you think, do you think SeatGeek is going to be sponsoring this show anymore? Uh, well, Probably we'll not. see what they think about that one going All right. forward. But uh, <laughs> they're not the only people that we have to thank That's for true. giving us money this week. That's true. We, we have of course, actually a lot of people. have our donors to thank as well. Thank you for donating to the show. To the show. You work hard for your money. That we know. That, that we know. This segment's where we read out all your names. All your names. If we say it wrong, your parents are to blame. Fuck, Fuck your, your parents. parents. <laughs> First donor to thank this week. And, of course, we want to thank all of our donors. Especially uh, a week after we gave away their exclusive content for free, but and they were very cool about that. Yeah, yeah. So I think given you. what happened, down I feel we really south, all yeah we uh, all banded together on that yeah. one. 
we decided to do a nice thing if, for if we made someone smile then people in dark times it was yeah. all worth it um and of just yeah. forget the next four years yeah obviously yeah yeah we can't give out we're like we're not going to give out any more that was shit a one for free thing. That if was trump like, gets elected again in four years yeah then, then you'll yeah, get another you'll get a free, free episode then. Yeah. So uh, but i look forward but our first donor to thank this month who donated enough to uh, receive that patreon donor exclusive content is cyrus mariner cyrus what That's a great a, name that is a fantastic the, the, seafaring name the right official there. ocean deity of real good show what do you uh what do you it sounds think like a of gordon lightfoot song <laughs> and it's a cyrus out on the ocean um i cyrus makes me think of the raccoons you guys ever watch that cartoon or no oh. cyril sneer but yeah, then yeah. cyrus makes yeah. me think of that or it makes me think of ecw cyrus Hmm. You don't remember Cyrus? No, he was like I don't. the evil manager guy. I never really watched much ECW okay. myself. Uh, so thank you, Cyrus. We had the, all the videotapes, though. <clears throat> we also have to thank uh, 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 a $1 edit up. Uh, Jason Fischels edited his pledge from four to five, assuming to grab that, to grab that bonus content. David so. Sundstrom also doubled his donation from five to ten. So maybe he's hoping that we'll send him twice as many donor exclusive episodes per month. Yeah, it's very possible. It's, <laughs> That's uh, how it works. I mean, yeah, he's, he's we'll send him two copies of the same episode. He's very <laughs> wrong. Uh, thank you to uh, Kieran. Don't call me groom bride. Who uh, just pledged five dollars? Thank you to Kieran Bride. You think that one up right now, or yep. you had that in your back nope, pocket? No, just for came a while. up with it yeah. right off the top of my dome. I'm That's a pro, I'm a pro comedian, man. Yeah. Uh, Jason Wickman who's an active contributor to our Facebook group and has uh, been in the Twitter mailbag many times as well. Yes. Uh, donated $5 to receive that excellent, sweet, sweet content. Uh, and thank you to... Uh, this can't be a real name, but... Uh, it might be. Mr. Hans was be. a real name, wasn't it? Well, no. Um, I guess it could be, but yes. Uh, another uh, another contributor to the RSS, the Real Sam Show, Sam Suffocool, pledged $5.92 for Justin's, in honor of Justin's 9.2 rating. <laughs> and uh, that's a lot of Sams. There are a lot here. of Sams around here. Yeah. Uh, we're a veritable Sams town up yeah. in here. I made that joke on the Facebook Yeah, already. absolutely. Might as well double down on it. Sure, why not? Got a lot of likes on there. <laughs> uh, Malcolm Scott also pledged to receive Thank the you, Malcolm. content. Thank uh, you, Malcolm. Justin Owlet, up to fi- well, donated $5 as well. Thank you. Great last name, Baby Owl. Uh, John Weir pledged seven seventy seven per month. Mike Perfect. Weir's son. Yep, absolutely. Thank you to Mike Weir's son. <laughs> that, that tour money. Connor Cord uh, pledging five sixty nine, which is nice. Yes, and uh, makes me think of Connor Carrick, another alliterative Connor who is on my hockey team and who I love. So uh, great job, Connor. And of course, uh, you know, a lot of millennials out there are have been cutting the cord. We will never cut this cord. We will never cut. Didn't that someone cord. also give us like a lump sum donation? Yeah, that so is we true. also finally have to thank someone for uh, making us do a thing. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be really good. It's gonna be good. Jessica Sands, uh, part-time producer, contributor to the program. Uh, has has gotten us a lot of great guests. She's gotten us a lot of great guests. She's a great lady. Uh, She has become the first ever $100 donor to the show. It's a one-time only, one-month donation. Yep, absolutely. And uh, so she has uh, done it. And uh, purchased the right. She's purchased the right to direct our uh, bonus episode. And her request is uh, that we watch an episode, or not uh, watch an episode, watch the movie Labyrinth. And then talk about it, because I guess that's her favorite movie of all time. I've never seen Laugh. I haven't seen it either. I have seen it in a bar with the sound <laughs> off, 
and I've seen David Bowie's cod piece in it. And nice. He's I'm excited for the cod piece. Back in and he's got like Nancy Grace hair in that movie. He also. does. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Uh, so and Jennifer Connelly's in it too. Yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar with it. I've just never seen it. So yeah, I'm excited to do that. And I'm also excited to reveal that Jessica has also uh, said that next year for her $100 donation, in response to Justin saying that he could play 26 minutes of a women's basketball game and be the third best player on the floor, she is challenging Justin to a RGS, the first ever RGS sports day, whereby her and Justin will compete in a series of athletic competitions to determine whether Justin could actually beat a girl. Well, that's not fair. How is that not fair? It's not fair to her. She's had several concussions. I don't want to endanger her in any way. I think she's going to be fine. It was her idea. So uh, well. So anyway, all I'm and saying we'll is film she's, it too. she's we're definitely so gonna, concussed. She doesn't even know what gonna, she's proposing. We're going to film point. it, and Stefan and I will commentate on it, and that's going to be coming up next summer. And we'll mic you up. She and we'll it. yeah, we'll mic you up. And okay. I personally cannot wait for our first ever RGS sports. Day. I just want to say first of all <laughs> that I felt a lot more comfortable making those comments when I felt like that. Was was going to be a donor exclusive episode why would you why um i don't know because <laughs> it was a joke but also perhaps it wasn't a joke because i worked some collegiate women's basketball last week i worked a game where a team visiting team got blown out by a score i believe like 78 to 22 that's, now, that's bad and if i played on the team that had 22 i feel like we could have finished with like 36 maybe like in terms of like size would you have been one of the you'd be one of the bigger people on the court absolutely yeah so yeah. just that alone yeah. I'm, yeah it's still for me it's all about the running i don't i don't i don't i don't know that you've done sports in a long time but there are there's some big players in that like doesn't matter they're training like the, every uh, day. the big indo-canadian guy who got drafted by i, I want to say like sacramento symbolar yeah who's like seven foot six and 600 pounds or something all i have well, to do 600 pounds all but. i have to do is hit like five buckets yeah yeah that's enough to be the second best player on that team okay. never mind third best okay i but feel as though they'd employ the strategy of hack adjusting a lot though like <laughs> how's your free throw shooting that's not bad oh, okay like, okay well. but so you're but you're not going to be playing defense like you're not going to be running you're up and down the floor I'll, I'll run as much <laughs> as i can but okay so you, know. you said 26 minutes yeah, absolutely Okay, well, you, a lot of that's going to be standing in the opposite end. Maybe. That's fine. That could work, though. Yeah. yeah. I, I never specified where I would um, be on the court. You also worked a women's volleyball game. I did. And, and a little bit of karma yeah, came your because way. Because after the basketball game, I already privately made those comments about how I could have been the third or it was even not second private. best player on that specific team. <laughs> I don't know team. why you think it's private. It was private. About what I just said. Until thousands of the people 22 point, to it. The 22-point team. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. gotcha, gotcha. The very next sports shift that I work, that I worked, rather, was uh, a women's volleyball game, during which, uh, in the warm-up, I got smoked in the face with a volleyball so hard yeah, you did. that I'm surprised I did not have a black eye afterwards. So. Or a concussion. There's a teacher at one of the schools that I teach at, and he got hit in the face in dodgeball and has been out for two months <laughs> with a concussion. In the what? dark room? And then, yeah, like he's at home. With, in the one, of the, with one of those like squishy red balls. Yeah. Wow. I've gotten smoked in the face a couple times, as anyone who has seen me live knows. And uh, I'm surprised I've never been concussed because I've been I got hit so hard. Did we ever talk about this on the show? I got hit so hard with a dodgeball once that the lines of the ball were imprinted on my stomach after. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't mention that. Yeah. So I had this giant red. 
this giant red mark on my stomach and you could see the lines of the ball on yeah. my stomach where it, where it hit, it hit me. It did not feel good. Another uh, point of controversy as well from the last episode was that I went on record as saying that I like Nazem Kadri. Yeah, which is awesome. And that was good released uh, yeah. which is perfectly right true. He He's a great Daniel player. Sedin in the head. Um, <laughs> which, you know, I, he's a player that does not have to play like that. I do enjoy his skill set, but not his dirty douchebaggery. Um, I actually never liked him more than, than that moment. Are you serious, man? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, obviously. I com- okay, I compared that hit to Cook on Savard. Which is extreme. And a former guest on this show, Matt Wright, said that that was a ridiculous comparison. I agree completely. And then that Saturday, who else made that comparison? Don Cherry. Uh, who cares? And I'm not Don sa- Cherry is a senile I, old man. Okay, I'm just saying, what does it say about your position when Don Cherry and I share the same position what? and our position is said to be here's, progressive? Here's a question for you What color is Nazem Kadri's skin? Uh, what, what country is Daniel Sedin from? Yeah, Touché. doesn't matter. Uh, I said, babe. you know how I Don think, Cherry feels about I think about Don sweets. Cherry hates Nazem Kadri more than he hates Daniel Sedin. That is, that's going to be close, I think. Yeah, I don't know about that. Nazem Kadri fasts. I mean, Don Cherry can't deal with it during the NHL season. Daniel Sedin is from Sweden. Yeah, I know. During the NHL yeah, season. But he's gotten little, and the off season. But he's gotten a little bit he's gotten a little more lax on that. I feel like his hatred of, of people of color is he hates much French worse. Can, I think he hates French Canadians the most. Probably. More than Yeah. I oh, don't yeah. know. I d I don't think so. Yeah, no, I think I'd he say hates where's, any, where's Kadri actually from? What's Lebanon. Lebanon? Yeah. Well uh, yeah, like I think his he's family, a, No, I, I think thought he was uh Iranian. Per, I thought he was Persian. I think he's Lebanese. Let's I, look it up. I thought Lebanese sounds could, right. Yeah, it could be Lebanese. I could be wrong. Regardless. But yeah. He's, he's he's definitely Muslim because he, he observes Ramadan. He's the fourth player of Lebanese descent okay, to play uh, Eddie Hatoum, who played, I believe, for the Vancouver Blazers. <laughs> My dad has asked me to get an Eddie Hatoum jersey for him. <laughs> That's uh, how you know? Yeah. Okay. I was... <laughs> You, uh, you brought that up like Canucks it was a famous the... piece of trivia. Oh, yeah, and uh, Alain Nezredin. I remember him. Let's see. Who yeah, he did play the Vancouver Blazers. Actually, the Vancouver Blazers jersey is so dope. Have you seen it? I think so, yeah. The, uh, the Giants wore it last season yeah. for a special <coughs> game. Um, but I guess, yeah, Cherry's hateful power yeah. rankings. Like, yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's a great that's jersey. That's a great jersey. Yeah, uh, incredible. So I would say, like, overall, uh, it, what Don Cherry says doesn't matter. And you aligning yourself with Don Cherry is not good. I'm just saying we are holding the same position on an issue where in the hockey world our position is said to be progressive. So what does that say about you? I will say it was a bad hit, but we also agreed before the show that we we would save it for the December 3rd rematch, which is going to be either a complete shit show or nothing is going to happen at all because by then the Canucks will will be eliminated from playoff contention, (laughs) hopefully. Uh, But we can talk about... Jake Furtanen. Yes. Because that, that kind of like crosses sports thresholds in yeah, terms of just how fucking, fucking hilarious. stupid yeah, it, it is. It's not That's just the worst excuse I've ever... Like that is just amateur hour stuff where it's like on the... Like, okay, so if you don't know what happened, uh, Jake Furtanen, Vancouver's prized prospect. Uh, I made quotation marks there, uh, if you couldn't tell. He didn't. He's saying he in did. my head, I did. I didn't actually. Yeah, oh, it you is know head. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you uh, know how it is, guys. Was sent down to Utica, uh, Vancouver's minor league team, for two games, mm-hmm. and then called back up to be scratched 
for two games in the NHL, which means he didn't play those two games. He was just in Vancouver for some reason. And then today, earlier today, he was sent down, uh, hopefully for a, a long time. Um, and the reason they gave, uh, the Willie Desjardins gave for why Jake was called up after two games was because he didn't have his stuff. Uh, and if you're, if you're saying to yourself, Stefan, that sounds like you just made that up. <laughs> well, that's what fucking Willie Desjardins did, and he's the coach of the team. He for sure made that up on the fly. Because if you had given him time to think, well, actually, maybe not. Maybe he might have get, he might have like thought that up like an hour before and been like, "Well, this is what I got to." No, go he with. might have. Le- they might have legitimately brought him back so he could get his stuff. That is, I think that is what happened. I think that is actually yeah, what no, happened. I don't, I don't think he made it up. When we say play, stuff, right? are we talking about clothes, equipment? Yeah, like, clothes, st- stuff for being down there long term. But it's like, long-term. can't you like mail it down there? Like you're an eight hundred million dollar. Sports franchise. Well, and Vertanen himself. I mean, you can buy new clothes. Yeah. You can stay in a hotel. There's Amazon Prime. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's like a Gap or like, what is it? Ed Hardy. I don't know what. I, I mean, you've seen how Jake Vertanen dresses. <laughs> but, I mean, Christ. Like, yeah, that's I don't just, know about the Gap. Yeah. It's like Randy River. Baggy flannel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, I could see um, like Hollister. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. American yeah, you Eagle. You buy a shirt that says Hollister on Regardless. It. Uh, Ray Ferraro, TSN commentator and hopefully future Canucks general manager. I want to get that going, by the way. Uh, like, I want to make that a thing. <laughs> called them out on Twitter said, like, this is bullshit. He was on a lengthy road trip. Yeah, they were in the middle of a six-game road trip. And would have had enough stuff with him on the road. In New York. Like, yeah. they were in New York, to which stay is right there, near Utica. To stay there for as long as needed. He did not need to stay for only two games to come and then come and get... His stuff. And they announced in advance when they sent him down that this was only two games. And Benny's So maybe defense, that's why he didn't have his stuff. He's like, well, I'm only going to be there for two games. Benny's that defense is what happened. of this was that he was scared to send him down in the first place because of what the fan reaction would be. And then you look on Twitter whenever the Canucks announced, hey, Vertan's been sent down. Everyone's like, thank fuck. Yeah. Finally. You did something right for once. <laughs> Just another. You guys are so stupid. <laughs> Just another that, example. That just barely passing this rudimentary test of player development is a huge step forward. They because are, you guys don't know what the fuck you're doing in any degree whatsoever. They have no clue what the market is here. No. Like, their attempts at pandering fall so flat. That's what's so funny, yeah. Is, yeah. And they're living in fear of making moves that we would agree with. Like, fucking come on, guys. It's great, though. Like, I'm at the point now, and I, th- I think I've said this many times before, but it's just entertaining at this point. And uh, I just want to see how low we can go because this is the season's obviously a total write-off. And like, so is oh, next season. I was at the game last night. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you to my darling girlfriend for shelling out for tickets to take me there. I had a wonderful time. Oh, you should ask her about the horses. <laughs> I just Can you get her on the, on the phone right now? Right this instant. We should have asked her about that. Uh, yeah, but I it's just realized too late. another next, next week, episode. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a dedicated bonus episode <laughs> where we bring her in. A dedicated boner episode, am I right? <laughs> well, well, maybe for you. I mean, she already, she thing. talked about uh, pierced, uh, you know, yeah, a true. clit piercing last time she was on here. Regardless. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Regardless, I tried to start a fire willy chant at the game last night because I know that that's the only way things Were happen there in Vancouver. Enough people to uh, is that. If you chant something at a game, if everybody chants it, then the owner will 
acquiesce immediately. Have you seen the picture? Whatever you want. Have you seen the picture of the Fire Gillis protesters outside the arena? No. There's like a guy. They're wearing like paper bags. And there's a guy in like a mobility scooter, and it's just like <laughs> you fucking morons! Like you're the He's reason we're in this situation. Rascal? Yeah, it's like oh, for Christ's sake! Like you're you're actually, it's it's one of those rare situations where you can actually blame the fans. For having, Absolutely. Like, because Aquilini is so dumb that he's like, oh, okay, well, the fans. But I tried to get this chant going. Nobody joined. <sighs> we should get Gillis on this show. I would love to. Hey, hey, he teaches at UVic, my alma mater. Yeah, he he I, texted uh, Ed Willis recently and said next time he sees him, he will happily tell him in person to go fuck himself. That text was legendary. Yeah. I, have one, uh, I have one degree of separation between me and him now. Really? really? Yeah. So we can get him on the show. Well, I, I, would, I don't know if we can get him on the show, but we could try. If if we told Mike Ellis, hey, uh, we're a sports podcast that talks shit on Jim Benning like fucking ten times an episode, <laughs> and we had Kyle Wellwood on, who I know you love because yeah. you claimed him off waivers and paid him multiple times. Yeah, he'd be like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, a gir- uh, guy that Brooke is good friends with at school is married to his daughter. Oh, right on. There so. you go. Wonderful. We'll give it a try. But yeah, I tried to get this chance started, and the guys in yeah. front of me, after I said it like three times, were like, no. No, don't do that. It's not his fault. It's everyone's fault. It's the whole team's fault. Uh, I mean, Hockey's okay. a team sport. You can't just blame one person. I, I don't want to talk about the Canucks too much anymore because they're so depressing. I will yeah. say that as, uh, I want Willie fired. He's not a good coach. Like no. he's, he's not a good coach. He's not the reason they suck. No, he's not. But as soon as but he's th- doing nothing to help the them either. So- the sooner he's fired, the sooner Jim, because he's like Jim yeah. Benning's safety he's valve. He's the basically. safeguard. He's the buffer. And so as soon as he's gone, it's it's Benning watch, which is fantastic by me. And I so I hope Willie gets fired. To, and I Mac. Uh, I mean, this could be dated by the time you listen to this. But uh, Ian McIntyre, uh, a beat writer and the mouthpiece of the Canucks organization, tweeted mm-hmm. out, uh, you got to wonder if Willie loses on Thursday, if they lose to Arizona, like, Willie's probably gone, He's which, like, which means that's what Jim Benning He's like does. Trevor Linden's trumpet, basically. Yeah, like, Linden speaks into his butthole, and the yeah. words just come out of his mouth <laughs> yeah. afterwards. So that's, that's what happened. I love to speak into my own butthole. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll have Mike Gillis on uh, either during or after the horse-fucking special <laughs> bonus episode. That's the plan. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but we can talk about Kate Upton. Yeah, because that's the big story today. Uh, of course, uh, Twitter meltdowns have been in the news quite often. Over I wouldn't the call this, of a, this presidential campaign. I wouldn't call this a meltdown. I wouldn't call this a meltdown at all. I think it's a very measured response. Because she's in control. She's in total you know control. I mean? It's very funny. I guess. I, like, there's, I know. There's like d- different degrees of meltdown. This is like her fucking just owning. Yeah, to me, all, this all is the, not a, this isn't a meltdown at all, in my opinion. This isn't losing an Emmy and being bitter about it. Forever. No, this is dope. Okay, well, uh, Justin Verlander did not win the Cy Young. He lost it to Rick Porcello, Rick Porcello of the Boston Red Sox. Sounds like a mushroom, am I right? And oh, I was about to say that Porcello, <laughs> you know, twenty two beat and you four, to it, motherfucker. <laughs> twenty two and four record, pretty good. Yeah, wins are a flawed stat, but sure. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but, th- I mean, that's, like, what the Cy Young is predicated on, typically, guys who just, like, win almost all of their starts, right? Sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's yeah. definitely something that writers vote on. Whether that's correct or not is another question. And I will say, looking at the stats here of past Cy Young winners in the American League over the course of the last decade or so, he does have, like, the highest ERA of any winner since 2007. Yeah, they they did a little graph talking about like who led out of the like six guys that were seen to be the big like the best candidates for the Cy Young. 
Porcello only led in one category, and that was wins. Yeah. So, well, and he was tied for war with Verlander. But then Verlander had like almost 100 more strikeouts and a bunch of other like key stats that were. So, I mean, you could, but the thing is, there was no clear winner in the AL this year. And a lot of people thought Zach Britton should have won the closer for the Orioles. So there was a lot of, but there's, so there was like really no clear winner. So I can kind of see why there would be some debate about it. Now, was Kate Upton's way of debating it a little did you read her? Did you read her tweet? I did. I, okay, I, yeah. I saw there was a series of them. And Did you read you know, them out loud? On no, no, maybe, yeah, no, not yet. You should read them out but loud. But maybe so. wins is the reason why he didn't win it, because he, he was 16 and 9 on the season. Yeah. And like you said, that's a very flawed measure of how good a pitcher is. For sure. Um, but, uh, you know, that's kind of like when you think of Cy Young winners, it's a guy who has like a fucking, you know, 20 and 2 or whatever record on the year. Uh, but Kate Upton, of course, uh, Justin Verlander's uh, object of affection, went on Twitter to say, Hey, MLB, I thought I was the only person allowed to fuck Justin Verlander. What two writers didn't have him on their ballot? He had the majority of first place votes, and two writers didn't have him on their ballots? Can you pick more out of touch people to vote? Sorry, Rick, but you didn't get any first place votes. You didn't win. Bye, Felicia. MLB, keep up with the times and fire those writers. Love it. That's not a meltdown. That's a rant. Yeah. And, y- and you, of yeah. all people, should know the difference. It's I, a rant. That's true. It's just, you know, a person in a public uh, prominent position like that, when they go on that sort of tweet spree, it's often regarded as a meltdown, whether it is or not. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sure about that. I'm sorry for adding to the negative connotation. No, no, no it's, it's okay. Uh, you Around unguarded honesty. Because really, this is what we want this from athletes or great. people yeah. uh, around athletes at any time. Um, and, of course, she retweeted her uh, Justin Verlander's little brother as well, who broke down the... Uh, stat categories that should indicate that Verlander should have been the clear-cut winner. And uh, most first-place votes, he didn't win, unfortunately. So hats off to the two of them. I'm sure they'll get over it at some point. But kind of weird. It was entertaining. Very entertaining. I liked it. It was enjoyable. Great rant. A nice distraction from the shit we have to deal with in non-sports-related news lately the clip of the week is kind of a rant as well yeah, that sort certainly of. is yeah so let's go there now uh ufc just had their biggest show of all time uh this past weekend i, I don't think the buy rate has been announced one yet. of one of their biggest for sure yeah their first show in new york yes so so uh symbolically p- perhaps their biggest show of all time i yes. think dana announced that it broke every single record that they had oh, by really? like every okay. metric gotcha. so the like the total buy rate hasn't been announced for the pay-per-view yet but if he said that it's the biggest right, ever okay gotcha i'd kind of be inclined to believe oh for him. sure yeah, they it was, stacked the card also oh, it was a huge show it was yeah, the biggest show thing. ever like yeah. not just in terms of results or whatever but how loaded it was with oh yeah fights that the card was awesome wanted to see yeah of course and uh, the main event there was conor mcgregor looking for his second championship belt in another weight class he was successful. The no first s- person of all time to hold two in two different weight classes. I've yeah. held two belts before. <laughs> well, just like yeah. shopping, regular belts. Yeah, 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 two different weight classes. Like yeah. one, yeah, you know, exactly. One, one, one was for like your s- size thirty-two. One was like size thirty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think that counts. Oh, uh, I think for sure. But we now go to our clip of the week: Conor McGregor's victory speech. 
I've ridiculed everyone on the roster. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the fuck he wants. I mean, that's amazing. How is that real life? Yeah. That's, that, that's like a pro wrestling. Play that again. Right there. I want to hear it one more time. That's just excellent. I've ridiculed everyone on the roster. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the fuck he wants. <laughs> he kicked the shit out of him, too. Yeah, he did. He totally dominated. And uh, the thing I love about that is that it was it was even more wrestling than like casual fans would realize because Connor has had this pattern over the last several fights when he started to become very well known of being very cocky and very into selling the shows before the fight. And then as soon as the fight is over being very, very humble and he's been humble in both victory and in defeat. He did lose to Nate Diaz once. And once and then beat him another time. But he he so it was a pattern of being humble after every fight. Like so people were actually expecting pre- like predicting blow by blow exactly how he would win. And then when he did exactly that, being like, Oh yes, I'm very thankful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it he, he was very humble. So people were just like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, he's just being a good dude again. And then he finally went off of that track and was like the double champ apologizes to fucking or does what he the fuck he wants. Well, the the best part of that too is I feel like a lot of times after guys win a championship or even just win a fight in UFC, they will make a point of trying to call out the guy that they want to fight next. Right. So it'll be focused. It'll be on one specific person. Yeah. And now that Connor holds two titles, he just challenged basically the entire locker room. Well, that's pretty much what's been happening. I mean, he sort of indicated that he wanted to fight Tyron Woodley, which would be the most he's ever jumped up in weight and would be terrible for him. I think Woodley would destroy him. But yeah, he's just he doesn't obviously care at all. And, of course, everybody wants a piece of him. It's be the biggest payday of their life. So, so. And he's also, I guess one of the reasons that he might have shied away from naming a specific opponent for his next fight is that he wants to renegotiate his contract. Yeah. So that he's given, like, an equity share in the UFC itself. Well, and it was funny because someone actually unearthed a tweet where, like, three years ago he said, my goal, or he's just, like, double champ and I will own shares in the UFC. Book it. Did you see that uh, Instagram photo he, he, he posted where he took a picture with like two fans and then um, cropped, them, <laughs> cropped out. them out of the photo so it was just him and you could see like someone's arm over him. I did. I he th- just cropped them out so it was just him. I saw and he's wearing tweet. like a mustard yellow sweater and the caption's like, looking good in mustard yellow. <laughs> <laughs> what a beauty. I love it. I absolutely love him. I think he's the greatest. But I mean, he kind of, we talked about the relation to pro wrestling there. And, like, I feel like that is something that he's definitely embraced and something that Dana White has kind of understood from the beginning, that to sell a fight, you need to sell the characters who are going head-to-head, basically. And it is nice to see a sport openly embrace, uh, you know, the larger-than-life characters that they 
have within it. Yeah. Because fucking hockey certainly does not do that. We have a lot of larger-than-life characters in our listener fan base. We certainly do. And they asked us some very good questions but this week. But before we get there, oh, okay. we also wow. have a larger-than-life personality, an outside speaker who uh, likes to yell just like Conor McGregor right there. That's right. Joining us for a segment that we call Loonies. Loonies. Toonies. And Clippers. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought I was I always say, say loonies. So oh, I got sorry. Re- no, no, it's okay. It was fine that you did it, but then I just got really... I didn't realize this was going to be a loonies, toonies, and clipperoonies, yeah, but I guess course. that makes a lot of oh, sense. it's like a Canadian heritage it is. Yeah, no, it's it, Well, it's an, and it's an... Ex- we've had him featured in the loonies, toonies, and clipperoonies segment previously. Yeah, and we're very and happy we to have him on. Yeah. Have him on the show for it's the really interview, cool. so... Anyway, so we're really delaying here, so let's... We've been just been patiently waiting, so... Let's bring him on now for loonies. Toonies. <laughs> Clipperoonies. Loonies. Oh, fuck me. Uh, the Canadian clip. Thing. He's just been here the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, without further ado, I think it's time that we get uh, down to it here with one of the most interesting and f- internet famous, anyways, we've ever had on this program. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about him on the show before, and his methodology <laughs> is very intriguing. I can't wait to learn more about it. Purdue, Canada's most famous weatherman, Frankie McDonald, joins us now. Real good show. Frankie, so m- thank you so much for being here. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great so far. <laughs> good. I'm glad you're great. I'm also great. I think we're great. Yeah. We're very excited to have you on the show, too. Uh, well, Frankie, let's start by asking you about your passion for weather. Uh, I was very intrigued to learn that uh, you do all of your own readings yourself. So when you issue a warning like you are famous for on YouTube, uh, this is not something that you've just taken from the Weather Network or whatever. You are readings and coming to your own conclusions when you issue your warnings. And I just think that's amazing. How did you get into that? When I was a little boy, I wanted to grow up. I wanted to be a weatherman. When I was a little boy, I used to watch the Weather Network a lot when I was a little kid. I was born on April 24th, 1984. And I did the very first video of scenery on YouTube. Then on December 16, 2009, I did the very first video of myself. And then in June 2010, my very first viral video, it was a severe earthquake warning for California. September 2010, it got 650,000 views in a week. And I made it to Tosh.0. Oh, wow. Nice. So... So uh, you you mentioned earthquakes there for a second. Uh, you most recently correctly predicted the Christchurch earthquake in New Zealand, which is amazing. Congratulations. But how did you know that was going to happen? I didn't know it was going to happen. I just guessed it, and I decided to do the video on Friday, October 21st, 2016. And then I, three weeks later, my prediction came true. It was a 7.8 magnitude earthquake in New Zealand. Kyle was stranded on a little island. They did a lot of damage in New Zealand, a lot of debris is around, a lot of mudslides, landslides, ground was shaking in New Zealand, it was really bad, and I was on the Russian Times News, I was on a bunch of New Zealand, and New Zealand radio show even interviewed me. That's uh, awesome, man. That's really now cool. we're- JJ Don Miranda radio show in New Zealand, in Auckland. Sweet. We're, we're, uh, we're out in Vancouver, and uh, so I wanted to ask you about this, because a lot of people think that uh, that Vancouver's in danger of of a big earthquake. Uh, is that something that you see possibly happening in the near future? Or do you think people are kind of overselling? Yes, it's going them? to happen in the near future. Okay, well that's not that's that's kind of terrifying for us, but uh, but yeah, I mean it, it would seem that there's there's it, it's going to come sooner rather than later. 
Yes, it's going to come sooner. I did a video that says massive earthquake to hit Vancouver anytime soon. 2016 update. Oh boy. So you didn't, uh, you weren't like looking at fault lines or anything like that. The the earthquake that happened in Japan beforehand wasn't uh, something predictive for you. You just you just took a guess basically that this earthquake was going to happen and it happened to yes. come true. Uh, it came true. I guessed it because New Zealand lies on the Pacific plate and Australian plate wants the Pacific plate and Australian plate rubbing each other like blue slips that causes an earthquake and the tsunami warning will be issued. And you didn't know that that was happening. You just had a feeling that it might. Yeah. That's a, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's a very good guess. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, especially like three weeks later. Like, that's pretty exciting for you. Like, like is that... Because it's kind of a weird thing to be excited about, I guess, because it's an earthquake that, you know, people got hurt and, and out of their homes, but you did make an accurate prediction. Is that just something that you accept as part of being a weatherman? Yes, and... and uh, yes, and I also predicted a massive blizzard hit Maryland on Friday, January twenty second, two thousand and sixteen. And it did, and then that happened as well. Yes, and I predicted a Groundhog Day massive blizzard for Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Minnesota on February second, two thousand and sixteen. And I got prediction right for four different states. <laughs> so you're wow. you're something of a soothsayer, then. You you just have a good feeling about these things. Is that fair to say? Yes. <laughs> so how much time would you say you spend every day? Uh, you know, I know, I know you make videos and everything like um, that. How much time do you spend actually, the, actually in, looking at weather maps and that kind of in thing? In the wintertime, they sell hefts at home hardware stores all across Canada. And if you live in the United States, go to the Hefty USA website to type in coupon code Frankie to order yourself a heft all across the United States and international. Yeah, I've seen your commercial for the heft. That's pretty sweet. And you did one in uh, you did one for for a car uh, place too, right? I come with my bobbleheads, and if you order a Frankie McDonald T-shirt, go to www.lostcar.com to order yourself a Frankie says be prepared shirt. And bobbleheads Canada is making more Frankie McDonald bobbleheads. Yeah, you got it all going. Well, Fra Frankie, I saw that your bobblehead is actually in the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame in Milwaukee. Did you go down there to... Uh, in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, yeah. Did you go down there to see it uh, get put into the Hall of Fame? I see. The CBC interviewed me about that. Nice. That's well, sweet. Congratulations. Well, how, what kind of honor is that for you, to have your bobblehead really up there? Now I'm doing TV commercials. My McDonald Auto Group commercial is only just beginning. That's awesome, man. Nice. You're raking in the dough. Now, we, I, I follow you on Twitter, and uh, I have to say I have noticed recently uh, a, lot of, a lot of people are recognizing you in public, and, and uh, especially like women. You know, you've been talking about that. Girls and, and women like to have their picture taken with you. Uh, is that something that you've noticed has increased recently? That's something that you like, obviously? Yes. A lot of women, a lot of girls love me so much all the time. That's awesome, man. Uh, I, I wish I had your. I wish I had your skills. Yes. <laughs> what's your What's your secret, Frankie? And, um, a lot of women love me so much because I'm doing so well in my videos. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you think that it's it's the. Uh, some of your weather videos, but you also do some kind of character videos as well. Do you think like that, the guy that, trying to see 50 hot box at once? Yes, and, exactly. <laughs> and I do comedy videos and I do dancing videos when I dance and I do comedy videos and I do 
guy tries to eat 50 tacos at once during an earthquake. Yeah, that... John Germano, all the way down Sacramento, California, gave me orders on the phone. I had to do a video for him. That's awesome. So do you find, like, is that, do you think that that's maybe where the interest from, from the ladies is coming from? Your dancing and your kind of your comedy they videos? They love your comedy. They love my comedy videos, sweater videos, and dancing videos. All of it. Uh, all the of it, package. yeah, why not? You're a triple threat. You can do it all. <laughs> uh, but, Frankie, you, you talked about... And I'm doing commercials for TV now. Yeah, you, you talked about uh, the earthquake just being kind of a guess, but your weather work is, is very uh, uh, based on, you know, research that you put into it. Uh, we, you talked about a little bit earlier about, uh, you know, how you, your interest in it and where that came from. What kind of equipment do you use to, to do the work that you do? When I, I study the weather models, I look up NABGEM, GFS, European model, CMC weather model, and NAM weather model to study rainfall, snowfall, wind, speed, and all that stuff in cloud cover. So do you have like a, 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 um, like a weather station? In, it, I, I got a weather station that can, can record the rainfall, wind, speed, and things like that. That's pretty awesome. Does that, is that all self-taught, Frankie, or did you do some of it in school? Are you self-taught? Did you teach it to yourself? Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's even more impressive. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome, man. That's uh, amazing. Like, how, how much, uh, like, reading and effort would you say went into becoming the weather expert that you are now? I studied, I first studied the weather models in the year 2007. That's before I uploaded the very first video of my, so two years before I uploaded the very first video of myself. So, two years of training before you put up your very first video. That's some that's some real dedication. Yeah. I mean, we just put out our very first podcast like the two days after we started doing this thing. So <laughs> you put more work into it than we do, Frankie, and we uh, we salute you. I, I said off the hop that you're Canada's most famous weatherman. I, I feel like that's probably true at this point. Do you feel like you are uh, the star of the weather world in this country? Yes. You do. And and not just the weather, but comedy and dance and videos as well. That's awesome, man. I mean, I totally agree. I think, uh, you know, I think people are definitely paying attention. I noticed, yeah, you've been featured on all the major networks in Canada, Tosh.0, all those kinds of things. What's next for you? What, what's your goal? What, what would you love to see happen? Maybe if we were to talk to you. Uh, my goal next? is I want to be on TV commercials like Best Buy yeah. and in McDonald Auto Group and more commercials of McDonald Auto Group, Best Buy and Home Hardware, etc. Awesome. Well, you you got a good start. I think you're yeah. you're on your way. Would you would you like to be like the TV weatherman still? Is that still a, a an eventual goal of yours at this point? I just do it on YouTube, and they just feature it on TV. I want my videos to feature more often. So you like being on YouTube versus being on like the CBC? You feel like you have more creative control. I was on CBC, and I want more media to interview me. I want CNN, BBC World News, Fox News, NBC, ABC, CBS. Fox News and, and CTV, CBC, and Global to interview me, need Discovery Channel, and even in the Weather Network already interviewed me. Well, that's awesome. I want that for you too, man. We all want that. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, ever since Claire Martin stopped doing the weather on the national, and uh, I feel like CBC kind of turned it over to the Weather Network for the most part at the end of the broadcast, they need a dedicated weather person back there on the national again. 
And I feel like you're the guy, Frankie. I really, I really want that to happen for you. We're, we're pulling for you. And if they offered you that job, would you take it? They got my face on McDonald autograph bill of war now. Perfect. That's the first step. <laughs> step number one to the towards the national. It, would you like to be the CBC weatherman still? I like international. I like to do weather internationally, especially typhoons headed for Taiwan, Japan, Korea, China, Singapore, and parts of Hong Kong and those places. I guess the earthquake predictions. I do weather reports for Australia, New Zealand, especially tropical cyclones, big windstorms in Australia. And the big thunderstorms in Argentina and all these countries. Well, I feel like, yeah, that's like where the more interesting weather happens is in tropical zones, right? You're not seeing typhoons and stuff happening in Canada. So you, you, you want to be a worldly presence then and be able to cover all the exciting storms? Yes, everywhere on planet. Awesome, man. Well, that's Frankie, a great goal to have. Yeah. It's, uh, this, has been, this has been great, man. Um, I guess we we should plug your uh, what's your YouTube channel? Dogs and Wolves, right? Dogs and Wolves is my YouTube channel. Perfect, and they can people can follow you. My at- website is www.frankymcdonald.ca. My blogspot is www.frankywithlotsofans.blogspot.ca. Awesome, and Twitter, you're just at Frankie McDonald. At Frankie McDonald, that's my Twitter. Perfect. And well, do, you, do you have Facebook as well? Yes, I got Facebook public figure page and my profile. My Facebook public figure page is at Frankie McD nineteen eighty four. My Instagram is Frankie McD nineteen eighty four, and my Facebook is Frankie Donald. Awesome. All right, Frankie. Well, uh, we're here in Vancouver. What can you tell us about what the weather we can expect around here before we let you go? supposed to be a lot of rain in Vancouver, British Columbia this weekend and all next week according to Environment Canada and the Weather Network in AccuWeather. Well, looking out the window, uh, I can tell you you are bang on correct once again, <laughs> yes, Frank. I'm into commercials now. I'm into doing commercials like McDonald Auto Group. I'll be doing Best Buy commercial. I'll be doing Home Hardware commercial. I'll be doing any other commercials as well. And we'll keep our eyes peeled for you on CBC The National at some point. Fingers crossed. Frankie, thank you so much for uh, coming on Real Good Show here today. Uh, We love you. And please, please tweet forever about your uh, run-ins with women. It is my favorite (laughs) thing. It's just the greatest thing in the world. I love it so much. A lot of women love me so much, especially in the hot tub and jacuzzis, because they love to hug me. That's awesome, man. That's great. Thanks, Frankie. Good luck out there, Frankie. Thank you, Best Frankie. Lucky. I'm Frankie. Okay, now, Stefan, do you want to? That was great, by the way. It was nice to uh, nice to finally have Frankie on the show. And now, do you want to? You know, but like he just is just so it's just infectious how happy he is. Oh, absolutely, and, and I he love it. Obviously, we wish him nothing but the best. Clear and... idea of what he's doing, what he wants to do. He's obviously had a ton of success, and uh, yeah, we absolutely wish him more of that. Follow and, him uh, on Twitter if you if you haven't yet watched his. Yeah. Those, like they're great. It's, it'll just, it'll just bring a life. smile to your face. He is just like the coolest guy. Yeah, his Twitter is amazing. I, I frequently copy tweets and post them. In like our I'm rarely Facebook sincere group. about anything, but Frankie is fantastic. It's it's hard not to feel really happy. Yeah, exactly. About it's been a pretty shitty year overall, and that makes it all worth it. I don't know that I'd go that far. I would, but it's certainly I'm close. throwing it out there. All right, it makes the death of David Bowie worth it. <laughs> Well, moving on to our top three questions of the week. 
Hey yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? We murdering CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look out. And what are the questions this week, gentlemen? Did we get anything well, good? John's I think we got, got more good questions than oh, we have Oh, yeah, I have them. I, do, really I, for, I keep yeah. forgetting I do the questions now. Well, we can save them for the uh, donor-exclusive donor mailbag episode. episode. Yes, exactly. yes. Uh, so, yes, we did get a lot of good questions this week, but uh, there can only be three. And so, oh, shit, did I delete it? Oh, no, there it is. Okay, perfect. So, here we go. Coming in third place with 100 points. Their first time featured on the board, but one of our longest-time listeners and definitely one of our earliest mailbag uh, people, because I can remember specifically speaking to this person about John Cullen's roller report. Uh, This one comes from NC Radical Ed, and he asks, what kind of bug is the best to eat? Things, of course, uh, getting pretty dire down there in... Trump's America. What about crickets? Yeah. Cr- are, can they be covered in chocolate? Because like I've had a chocolate covered cricket. Yeah, of course I would like think so. Whatever, yeah, right. Yeah. Like that's so. You know what? My I think the best bug to eat is gummy worms. It's not a bug. Well, t- yeah, I worms mean, aren't bugs though. Gives you well, a stomach virus afterwards, depending on what kind you eat. I guess. Who? Why? Who? Oh yeah. Harry well, Bo sugar free. Yeah, Harry Bo sugar free gummy bears. Uh, yeah, I guess a worm is technically not a bug. It's an annelid, but. I mean, nice. What you know, That's whatever. Good, yeah. yeah, I well, hey, I obviously mean, you teach, teach science over nine, here. Well, right? I'm just really smart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I can't say I don't think I've ever actually eaten it. So I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say crickets. So I'm gonna go crickets as well. That was my first instinct. Well, you said grasshopper. Or, yeah, or grasshopper. Yeah, I feel like That's even larger than a cricket. Those yeah, are like. So I'm gonna say crickets because it's smaller. It's those not are less bug. I think those are like the common, right? Like those are the common bugs that people eat. Edible bugs. I'm just gonna Google it. Because they're crunchy and eat. like it, it didn't really taste like much. When I you mean, had it a chocolate covered one. You taste more of the chocolate. Of the UN urges eating insects eight popular bugs to try. This is from the UN. Um, they say beetles number one. I could see how they're crunchy. They're munched by people living in the Amazon basin, parts of Africa, and other heavily forested regions. Native Americans, I've heard, would roast them over coals and eat them like popcorn. They are efficient at turning cellulose from trees into digestible fat. Beetles also have more protein than most other insects. Butterflies and moths come in at two. Bees and wasps come in at three, which that seems not great. Apparently, (laughs) bees taste like peanuts or almonds, and wasps have a pine nutty flavor. Hmm. Then there's ants, grasshoppers at five, flies and mosquitoes at six, water boatmen at seven. See, I would think eating a fly would be the worst. And stink bugs at eight. Stink bugs? Yeah. That's stink in its name. Uh, I mean, there's no part of that name that's good. The second part of the name is bug, and the first part is stink. It says, if you can get past the funky smell, these insects apparently add an apple flavor to sauces and are a valuable source of iodine. Just eat an apple and fucking dro- drip some iodine on the apple. I did just Google eating grasshoppers, and it says, grasshoppers are delicious and safe to eat, but you have to cook them first. This will keep you safe and will remove any parasites that they might be carrying. Yeah, I think that's important. This, this I don't. Uh, like here. Uh, it also says you must remove the legs and wings before eating. Like this sounds terrible. Like I agree. This is so. This is flies. Not as popular as some of the others. These insects, including edible termites and lice, 
still have a place at some tables. Flies that develop on various types of cheese take on the flavor of their host, and the species from water habitats may taste like duck or fish. Okay. I don't think I would want a fish-tasting bug in my life, but perhaps that's just me. Well, I'll stick with crickets, but that was a great question. Uh, Okay. It just reminds me of uh, the film... I'll save this for my one good thing. All right. <laughs> so second question, and this is another newcomer to the uh, to the RGS Top 3 Questions of the Week leaderboard. This comes in from Doug Exeter, and his 200-point question is, is Tim Thomas going to get his White House visit now? <laughs> now, I thought that he wasn't Republican either. I thought he was Libertarian, Tim Thomas. He's, I thought he's he was just right mostly wing. racist. Oh, Okay. So he just I kind of confuse him and Kurt Schilling, to be honest, because right. they have a lot of stuff in common. Yeah. I um, thought it was Tim Thomas, like, hated government in, like, period. He like, does, I, but so did a lot of people who voted for Trump, right? So Well, I'm, they just I'm hate sure, themselves. I'm sure I guarantee Tim Thomas voted for Trump. Did he vote, even? Well, okay, I'm going to say it's 80% Trump, 20% Gary Johnson. Yeah, he might have voted for Gary Johnson. But uh, I don't know if he's going to go to the White House by himself, but they may use him like because they're going to have to have seat fillers now because people have already written articles on this. And oh, the inauguration. That, no one wants to fucking go. No, no, not well, not that too. But uh, but it, now if teams win, like they're they're saying like a lot of players maybe will not want to go to the White House because they won't want to be greeted by Trump. So maybe they'll just use Thomas as as yeah, as like a seat filler. Yeah, like if uh, if the Warriors win this year, it's like just gonna be Andrew Bogut. Yeah, just He'll one go for sure. Just one. Oh, Bogut's yeah. going definitely. But like, you know, can you see anyone, any like full NBA team going to a Trump White House? To mm. be like, no, not at all. It's yeah. tough to imagine for like, sure. Like hockey players, probably. Hockey players will go for sure. I, I think can't. I can't. I mean, maybe a couple will like make a stand or something. But I think a lot of hockey players probably voted for Trump. every base. Yeah, no, I think so too. Yeah. baseball players for sure. Hockey like, players no are question. rich white dudes. Yeah. same yeah. with baseball. Yeah. yeah, but baseball players are rich white dudes from from Georgia. The, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, football teams. Does yeah, like Super Justin Bowl? Smoke. Like, there's no way Justin Smoke didn't vote for Trump. Oh, he yeah. probably had a fake name so he could vote for Trump twice. The Super Bowl champions even go to the White House? Yeah. I oh, I, yeah. Champions, like every champion. Everyone, even I, the MLS. I just can't remember WNBA. ever seeing those White House photos. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Co- even, like, uh, college sports, too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it, it makes sense, obviously. It's just, I... Tom Brady will go to the White House if, yeah. the, if the Pats win. I remember, you know, He'll go to the White House regardless. I remember seeing, like, the NBA champ photos every year, the Stanley Cup photos every year. I can't think of one single NFL White House photo that I've ever seen What about the Seahawks? Life. There was a good... Yeah, the Seahawks went. That was great. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm just a forgetful idiot. Well, there's a lot of... I mean, he has to deal with a lot of sports teams. Maybe it's I... Who has had too many? I'm ki- I'm really excited though because when it like be. when like an American hockey team that I hate, if like the Bruins or like the Blackhawks win, they're gonna have to make a custom Trump jersey. Yep. And there's gonna be that picture, and I'm I, it's just gonna be like way to go, assholes. <laughs> yeah. Like and I mean, granted, it'll be a picture of them celebrating their Stanley Cup win. But but let's just keep enabling it's, this it's asshole. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've got that to hold over them. I respect it. Uh, Tim Thomas, yes, he will be going to the White House. Yes, Good uh, possibly as a seat filler. Good question, Doug. And our 300-point question, this will vault him to the top of the leaderboard. Uh, oh, this it's the, it's the unnamed man from the Mr. Hands video. It is. Uh, Tom Hanna for, <laughs> comes through with the 300-point question, and he asks, if you held a baseball bat between your ass cheeks, 
how far could someone hit a ball either thrown or on a tee? I feel okay. So if it depends on first of all the size, like how big your ass is. Yeah, because that would affect the size of the bat you okay, can I'm going to stand up here. Use. I'm going to Yeah, you have a small ass. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I know. But um if if, you know, Depending on the size of the the bat too, right? That's that's another issue. Well, that's obviously. what I mean. So if your ass is small and not strong, like, then you would have to have a lighter bat. Like I'm just I'm testing it out right now. They can vouch for it. He's, but you're just assuming he's just that swaying. His I'm hips just a, to and fro. I think right it's going to be very difficult for a lot of people to even hold it between. Would their it be ass easier cheeks? to do yeah. like the side to side, or like you have it held in your ass cheeks and then you go like back like this? Mm, but that's not going to hit the ball. But it might if it mm. if it hits the uh, maybe if it swings in the right direction. I guess. I just. Think it's, you might just bunt it. Might be the best I think you definitely. What if you just shoved the end of the bat up your ass? Yeah, that would be better. And then, then you've got like a tail, basically, right? <laughs> yeah, like a prolapse. I mean, that's that's a little different. He's sitting between the cheeks. So I think. Specified. Can I can I like take the like nub off the bottom of the bat first? Because that's probably the widest part, right at the front. Yeah, right? but then you might need that to grip onto. That's the whole cheeks. idea. It's like a butt. Have you never yeah. seen like a butt plug? I'm just saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Justin. Have you never seen a butt plug? Do they put the widest part at the front? No, it's usually shaped like a Christmas tree. But <laughs> there's a there's like a thing to make it stay in. Yeah, like it's not. That's so it the plug part. Out. It's a plug. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with your like uh, your your electrical plugs. It's not just two prongs on the end of a wire. They have a plug. That's true. Part. Um, I just think you. First of all, it'd be very difficult to do it thrown, I think. Like, I think you definitely have to do it off of a tee. I also think that your butt, like, got people who are on American Ninja Warrior will be much better than just, like, the average lay person because you have to try and hold the bat not only between your ass cheeks, but somehow level enough that you can swing. Yeah. Right? Because I, like, I'm thinking it'll be, like, at a 45-degree angle to your body. Like, it'll look like a tail hanging down. It's not going to be It's not going to be rigid. You know what I mean? And it has so th- to be solely with the butt. You can't use like the tops of the crack no, between well, your it legs. Just says ass, no, it says ass cheeks. Okay. So it's got to be in the butt. So I think you got to have a really strong butt. Yeah. And would you call it a butt that won't quit? You would need a butt that wouldn't quit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can't quit. Yeah, you can't quit on your You're butt. Hitting a ball with your butt bat. With your yeah, your, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Your Pooeyville slugger. Ah. Uh, there it is. Pretty good, right? That's that's the capper. Right Thank there. you. Great, uh, great question, Tom. And I. Just but the wa- question was, how far could you hit it, right? Oh, pretty far. I don't I think it would be like not three far at all. Feet, maybe. I think it'd be lucky to clear the pitcher's mound. I could get it over that couch. If I'm standing here. Yeah, I think you could get couch. it over the couch. Yeah. Um, could you clear it the the length of a horse? Well, Tom, why don't you answer that? And of course, if you did any damage when the bat was struck by the ball if the like vibration of it well you'd obviously yeah. have a batting glove on your ass well i'm just saying if if there was some if there was some damage done tom is very experienced at dropping you off outside of a hospital and, and not giving away. his name yeah <laughs> exactly very true tom is the third man from mr Ham's video <laughs> and he is also the akron pooper. pooper and he's gonna deny it. he's gonna he's gonna deny this up and down on facebook on twitter uh, he's gonna probably phone me, but I'm not. I'm, I'm just gonna keep saying it because it's true. And we go from there into everybody's favorite. He segment. also uh, was responsible for the bombing of Nagasaki <laughs> in World War II. I don't know if you guys heard about that one. 
Uh, I did know that it was bombed, yes. Yeah. People are like, oh, Hiroshima. Okay, that was the only one. There's a second one, Nagasaki. I've yeah. heard that StubHub sold that, tickets that to both. They did, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That was Tom. Seats on the Enola Gay were going for quite a bit of cash. <laughs> and with that, that, we move into everyone's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? I'm going to go with uh, a friend of the show's, sort of. He's asked some questions, and they've been answered on the show, and he's a very funny guy on Twitter. Uh, and on this stream, uh, Dink Magic's gamer stream on, uh, on Twitch. So you go to twitch.tv slash dinkmagic, and he's online, I believe it's Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, it's just—it's a lot of fun. He's just—he's a very, very funny guy, and he's like not very good at the games he plays, which is like part of the appeal, I think. And he's the real everyman. Exactly, and he's not like super like loud and obnoxious like a lot of other game streamers are, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And he's just like a very deadpan, super funny guy too. So. And from what I understand, it's kind of like satirizing the very idea of gamer streams. The—I mean, the Kickstarter sort of was with like kind of like the over-the-top um, reward reward pledges. tiers and stuff, and and a lot sort of thing. But I, when you watch the stream, it's it's just him talking about whatever and then also gaming and he's made some like friends online as he games and it's it's actually like it's very soothing i would say is the word i would use to describe it he's got a nice voice he does he does and he's and he's just like really really funny too yeah yeah that's the number one thing you don't really need to be a good gamer no it's the personality affable host and that's all it is like i'd watch him play any game basically but the game he does play is called king of the kill and it's like uh you're trying to kill other people Cool. It's kind of like every game. Yeah, this one, I, there's more specifics to it, but it's a lot of fun. He's not very good at it, again, but that's totally the appeal of the whole thing. It's so. like us. We have bad opinions, but we're very affable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, my one good thing this week is how many people are stupid and thought that the cherry on top of our cynical Sunday meant the day, because ever since <laughs> I shared that story, it has now been revealed that both Sam Anderson and Jessica Sands are as dumb as Marlon Phillips and <laughs> thought that it was the day of the week. <laughs> Just kidding. My actual one good thing this week, because uh, I keep forgetting to plug it the last few weeks on the show, and I don't even know. Justin says it's going to be out overnight, so if that's true, then that's great. You guys will actually hear this before it happens. I'm recording a comedy album this weekend. Yeah. So that's going to be pretty dope. Uh, so if you live in Vancouver, I'm going to be at Yuck Yucks tomorrow, which is Thursday, November, I don't know, 16th. Yeah. 17th, 16th, 17th. 17th. Thursday, November 17th at 8 p.m. Friday, November 18th at 8 p.m. Saturday, November 19th at 7 and 9.30 p.m. at Yuck Yucks. I will be recording my first ever album called Most Likely to Be a Comedian. And uh, it's going to be just a good time, a good old time. I've been doing comedy for six years. This is kind of a culmination of everything up to that point, uh, up to this point. And it's going to be a blast. I'm really looking forward to it. 
Uh, I'm hoping to be there. Would love Thank to be you. there on that Friday night. Excellent. If uh, I'll be do there, I have to buy tickets. Can I get guest listed? No, you can't. <laughs> okay. I got no guest list. All right. Spots well, left. I will buy tickets. No, I, I might be able to guest list you, but we'll see. To yet. be there on Friday night. It depends on how the tickets sell. I want to you know be on there Friday. on Friday. And John, I want you to know that. There are two comedy options available for the good people of Vancouver I, on Friday night. I know there are. It's you and Norm MacDonald. Yes, I know. And I am choosing you. That's a huge mistake. Because Norm is sold out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was going to say. It's like, that's fair. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, and my one good thing was going to reference it earlier when we were talking about eating bugs. I will reference, or <laughs> I will reference it as a recommendation for one good thing uh snowpiercer is a 2013 fantasy thriller starring chris evans it was the second movie that came out in 2014 that starred chris evans as someone who attempted to burn down the government uh alongside captain america winter soldier both fine films uh and snowpiercer is a movie about a society that exists entirely on a train it's like a fantasy parable that takes place after a horrible winter that's been imposed by uh, well, I don't want to explain the entire thing. That'd but be best. It's really great. <laughs> Stefan, you nodded when I mentioned it. It's a good movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I've never seen it. It sounds dumb. Uh, and in an era where uh, we just witnessed people uh, intentionally try to blow up the government because they were not happy with how things were going, it seems like a very timely recommendation to tell people to watch the film Snowpiercer with Chris Evans. Justin and just Jamie threatened Bell. to blow up the government. I did not. <laughs> and with that, NSA, NSA <laughs> alert! If you, yeah, what? Uh, sorry, what was the movie called again? Snowden? Snowpiercer. Snow penis. Oh, Snow I, thought, I thought it was Snowden. Like you're doing a Snowden thing. Snowpiercer. No, 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 no. But Justin did just threaten. Well, that's what I mean. He's going to blow it up. Federal crime. They eat cockroaches. Federal crime. He's going to yeah. do it up. They eat cockroaches in the film. Yeah. I eat cockroaches uh, like ah, you for like breakfast. One of the questions we exactly. Yeah, that's uh, why so that's I was thinking about it. Chris also. Evans in Snow Penis. <laughs> And with that, Chris Evans in Snowden. That will do it. Who was in Snowden? This week's episode. Our roommate continues to be no one. We record live at the Real Good Studios in Olympic Village. Our intern is the fine folks at SeatGeek. Promo code Real Good. I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Heck. John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Horse fucking. Um, yeah, Mr. Hands. I mean, I'll. Yeah, I, I kind of missed the boat on that one. I should have said horse fucking. <laughs> I thought, I mean, I thought it was... As long it as was you, uh, I thought it was yeah. pretty obvious no, was. that horse I, fucking was the, was I, the go-to. I kind of fucked the horse on that one. <laughs> you really did Mr. Hands that one. Tom Hanna is, the, is in the video. He's the unnamed man yeah. watching the horse sex in 2007 when he was 19. 2005. Whatever. 17. Perfect. Uh, so it was... Double 14. Illegal. Yeah. Super illegal. I don't know how he drove to the hospital, honestly. He didn't have a driver's license, so <laughs> a lot of illegal, a lot of illegal things happening. You could, you're allowed to drive tractors. Is pooing on a car age. illegal? Mm. You tell us, Tom. You tell us.
Women love me so much, especially in a hot tub and jacuzzis, because they love to hug me. <laughs> 